Hi friends and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom. I am so happy that you joined us today because I'm going to talk about feeling washed up. Have you ever felt like your life was over or you had done something so bad or for so long that now there was no chance that you could start again. I know with myself, I have felt washed up many times. First of all, let's define what that means. So in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, washed up is an ad adjective and it means no longer successful, skillful, popular, or needed. Wow. That's pretty to the point, isn't it? And the other words for washed up, and this could maybe help you understand it a little bit more, is decayed, degenerate, concluded, done. Now this is interesting. Decadent, wow. Overripe, you ever had an overripe, or overripe fruit or vegetable? It's like, it's not good, it's wrinkled or it's like, juicy all over the place and you can't like even eat it. Uh, finished, defeated, and the last one, ended, right? So washed up is something that I believe, I've seen this over the years with Hollywood and any movie stars and any artists that I see that are doing videos about their music I've heard this term that journalists use and people that have opinions and people that, you know, like maybe uh, judge, oh, well, he had an Oscar in, you know, 1960 or 1980 or 2011 and he's just washed up now. I mean, the guy's in his 70s, the guy's 50, whatever, or she is washed up because look, you know, her skin's getting wrinkled. I mean, she's probably had 10 surgeries already and it's obvious she's getting old and nobody wants to look at this person with their face all pulled back because they're washed up, right? They're basically a throwaway. They're rejected. They're not respected anymore because at one time in life, they were the item. They were the popular person. Like I could, I could mention a bunch of different artists, but I don't want to even say their names because here's the thing. If I say their name, because at one point they were like everything. So maybe I can just actually go back in time where none of these artists are ever, that they're not alive anymore. Let's say for instance, Elvis. Elvis, somebody could have said at the end of his life he was quote unquote washed up because he was heavy now and he was you know uh, abusing prescription painkillers and everything else like that. And he actually died of an overdose. You, you know, the public considered him more more or less, so to speak, washed up. They could even have said that about, let's say, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe was someone that was just completely beautiful and she had kind of like created this whole movement of the bombshell blonde in Hollywood and, and she actually signed a contract with Fox right before the end of her life, movie studios. And at the end of her life, because she was, she had gained weight, she's gotten a little older and they, they knew that she was drinking and, and abusing barbiturates that they were considering, some people were saying that she was washed up. And unfortunately, both these stars I'm speaking of right now have passed away and 
they both died of apparent overdoses, which is really, really sad. And I believe Marilyn Monroe, that my personal opinion, was not just overdosed, but she was murdered. And some people would think, you know, these people are just, you know, they're stars, but they're just stars that they were, they had a bright light and they were very famous for one part of their lives and, and now they're just nothing. And you know what, that is something that the enemy, that Satan himself liked to do to people. He likes to come, it says in John 10, 10, to steal, kill and destroy people and, you know, give them the world, right? And then just discard them. You know, let them know that they're worthless. They're nothing. And it's no wonder that people with a lot of fame and a lot of money and a lot of possessions that they eventually start doing drugs or drinking and just really going out of control because maybe they do feel like they're washed up. They do feel depressed because they're not getting the number one spot anymore. The number one best song, the number one best movie, you know, the number one best business, whatever that looks like. For me, my personal story ties so much into this because being sold as a high-class call girl and being trafficked at the same time can literally make you feel and even as a exotic strip dancer that I was myself to see the beauty of myself fade right before my eyes as the years went by and then those words would come in my mind uh, you're not as young as you used to be oh you're not as pretty as you used to be Oh, there's cellulite on your legs. You know, you've slept with a bunch of men for money, so now you're just, you know, a used piece of garbage. You're just a slut. You're just a whore. You know, those words in the back of our minds can happen to us, and especially when we're being abused by someone in a relationship and they're demeaning us and they're gaslighting us, telling us we're worthless, telling us that we really don't matter. They're rejecting us. And, you know, even another scenario would be maybe someone in just school and they're dating boys and they're, you know, you're dating a girl or whatever. And you are in this place, you're a teenager. And because that person now dumped you for another person, they broke up with you. Now you feel used, abused, rejected, and washed up. And that's something very real. And that's a label that the enemy, that the Satan and his demons himself can put on all of us to make us feel less than, to make us feel like we don't matter, that no one's going to ever respect us again. No one's going to ever think highly of us again. No one's ever going to look at us in the light that we thought they were looking at us because we don't have what we used to have, right? And how about this? Maybe you were someone that made a lot of money at one point in your life. And it amassed all kinds of power and friendships and fame. And then all of a sudden you lost things overnight. And now all your friends started dwindling because you are the person that always had the money and you always had the prestige and the power and the answer to everything. You were full of wisdom and now you had lost everything and now nobody wants to deal with you. Nobody wants to book you for an interview. No one wants to talk to you anymore. No one wants to hang out with you because you don't have the nice cars. You don't have the nice things anymore. You don't have the fat wall to loan them money or give them gifts anymore. And now you're feeling washed up. I mean, literally, my friends, this could happen to any of us in any situation. Maybe you're a mother or a father that had your children and your children have all left the nest and your children were your everything and you've made them an idol in your life. And 
now they've left the nest and they're off living their own lives and they barely come over and maybe just come over to have the grandkids stop by to say hi once in a while but it's never like it was and so you kind of feel like this ache in your heart and ache in your soul that you know maybe I'm just you know I'm, my my parenting's done and I'm just not needed anymore and you can even feel washed up you can feel rejected and unworthy and worthless this can really happen right or maybe you left college and college you had all your friends and um, you feel like you had great community and now you're off in your own career and your career is really lonely because uh, there's not many colleagues that you work with and, and maybe in your job you displeased someone so you got fired so now you feel discarded, rejected and you are looking for a job, you can't find a job and you just feel hopeless and worthless because you don't have your college friends around you anymore or your friends from school or where you grew up and you just feel like you are washed up and this is real my friends and if you're feeling that today listen I just want to let you know that you are not alone that this is something that all of us experience in our lives at one point or another if you haven't experienced it you probably will or you're getting close to experiencing that what do we do when we feel this way how do we navigate these negative depressive, hopeless feelings that get in us and sometimes stay for a long time. You know, trauma can happen. PTSD can happen from this. Complex trauma can happen from this because we're stuck in a spot that we just can't leave and it becomes so repetitive. So now it becomes a depressive lifestyle where you just feel like you have no purpose, you feel lost, you feel lonely. And you know what? I have something to share today with you that really helped me. One thing that I remember reading when I first got out of the sex industry, I was determined to read the entire Bible. Yes, I know that's a big feat. There's 66 books. It's literally, you know, I don't even know how many hours, hundreds, thousands of hours, whatever of study. And yes, I wanted to read it. So I read Ezekiel. And this scripture came to my heart and hit me. It hit me like an arrow because I was like, God, you know, I've lived this crazy lifestyle. I just need you to do something with my heart. There has to be a change in my heart. I cannot keep thinking about the past. And that's what can happen when you're stuck in your past and you keep thinking about the things that you did, the mistakes that you made, the people you left behind, the people that you lost, the people that you love that you'll never see again. Rejection comes into play and depression comes into play and feeling like you're never going to attain what you had in your past, you feel washed up. It says in Ezekiel 36, 25 through 26, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Wow. What does that say right there? What is God saying right there? The Holy Spirit saying, hey, that heart from your past is no longer your heart. That's a stone heart. It's gone. I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to cleanse you from all your impurities. So all the bad thoughts that you're thinking, all the things that you've done, 
and from your idols. What's an idol, everyone? Well, an idol is simply something that we put all our faith and trust and hope in. And we made that the center of our life, our careers, our relationships, our money, our power. We put everything into that and became an idol in our lives. Our looks, right? Our sexiness, our, I don't know, swag, whatever you want to call it, our fashion sense. And that became an idol. But God says here, I'll cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. In other words, I'm going to get rid of those for you. And I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to give you a heart that chases after me, that looks to me. And that's the key, my friends, is realizing that, listen, these things that we put our hope and our trust in, the idols of our lives, can really bring us down bad paths. They can really make us feel regretful. They can make us feel like we'll never have the same things we used to have. We can be stuck in our, our past can become an idol, right? Even your depressive state and your hopeless mindset can become an idol because guess what? You've had it for so long, you're comfortable. And my friends, that is not God's will for your life, for my life. There is something that God says about this, about what he wants us to feel. You know, I want to ask you a question. Do you feel worthy of God's love? Are you worthy of God's love, right? You know, we are worthy of his love because in the beginning, he knit you in your mother's womb and created you in his perfect image. See, God is perfect. He is the perfect example of what we are to be. Now, of course, in our human human flesh and our human being state that we're in right now in this world, we can never attain perfection without Jesus. And it even says in the word that when the perfect comes, when Jesus comes, we're going to see him face to face and then we're going to see perfection. It's not about perfection, everyone. It's about having that deep, intimate relationship with Jesus. Hi, friends. I want to talk about our nonprofit today. It's called Destiny House. And it's a place where ladies that have been in the sex industry, ladies that have been sex trafficked, can come and live and recover from their lifestyle. Basically, it's this, to dream, discover, develop into the perfect destiny that God has for them. It's nine to 24 months, and we're so excited because we're actually gonna be opening up our second home called Dream House. And this place is a place where ladies can come after the first program, and it's more independent living where they have their jobs and their schooling that they're doing, and they can become more successful because we know that trauma and complex trauma is real. That's why I want to ask you today to please consider to partner with us because most if not all of these ladies come to our program and they're completely broken. They've got heavy complex trauma which comes with so many different issues and comorbidities that they need help just to get stabilized and to get their mind and their heart right and to get healing from that deep trauma. And we have great programs. We have trauma therapy and the ladies go to addiction classes and life skill classes and also equine therapy. And they like to do arts and crafts and just it's just a very well holistic trauma informed, well-rounded program that when 
these ladies come, they definitely get their healing and they get a brand new start and a brand new life of promise, hope, and a great future. Please partner with us. It's on your heart. We need to keep our houses open. You can go to hookersforjesus.net, click on donate, or pinkchair.com and click on donate. And your donation is tax deductible. Thank you, everyone. Neither death or life can separate us from his love. It says in Isaiah 118, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Do, though your sins are like scarlet, they, are, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. He's talking about, that was a prophecy about Jesus and about Jesus coming as the atonement for our sins, for our wrongdoings, for our mistakes, coming and dying for our sins and his blood cleansing us, just like it says in Ezekiel, giving us a brand new heart, becoming born again, right? Seeing life through different eyes. It says in Ephesians three seventeen through 19, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, kind of like a tree, everyone, like a deep uh, tree that has roots, like a big oak tree, or let's say like a palm tree, even in the wind, when the wind and the storms come, when the roots are so deeply down, they, the palm trees actually bend. They bend different directions, but they never break off because their roots are so deep. Same with the oak tree that's been there for hundreds of years uh, and that's old and big. It, its roots are as big as it looks on the outside. The roots are just as deep. It hangs onto that soil. And when the storms come of life, the branches might break off, but those roots stay in the ground and they do not move. It says being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Jesus that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. It actually says Christ, but I said Jesus because Christ is the anointed one, right? The fullness of God, if we understand how much Jesus and the Father's love is for us. I, I don't think we would feel washed up. If we could just comprehend and understand that with God we are worthy and we are not has-beens, we are not too old. You guys, we can always begin again. It doesn't matter what you look like or where you've already been and how terrible of, of things that you've done in your life, how deep and dark and secret and uh, disgusting that you, you may feel or that you may think that you feel, that God's love is big enough to cover all of that and give you a brand new start. Romans 5, 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame in other words, it's not going to shame us. Hope's not going to shame us because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he rose from the grave on the third day and then hung out with the disciples for at least a month or more, right? Then he ascended into heaven, that's Pentecost, and left the Holy Spirit, breathed on the disciples, the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, his spirit, he said, listen, I have to go away because if I don't go away, I can't leave you the comforter. And they're talking about in that scripture, Romans 5, 5, about the comforter living in our hearts. So if you don't 
right now. You don't feel worthy of God's love and you feel washed up. You know, you can just ask, Holy Spirit, God, help me. Help change my heart. That heart in Ezekiel that you're talking about, I want that new heart of flesh. Take this stony heart that keeps thinking about the past, that keeps trying to go back to what I used to be, to the greatness I used to have, and, and, and give me the new heart to see me through your eyes, God, so that I can love myself and I can love you. Again, like I said, John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill and destroy. And Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. And then he says here, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives life for the sheep, gives his life for the sheep. You guys, it's not really about our effort as much as him giving his life for us and planting his love in our hearts, right? Jeremiah 31, three says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. And of course, the very fam famous scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3, 16. It all begins with love, my friends. Our Father, Father God, Abba, <laughs> Papa, has such deep, incredible, a forever type of love, the type of love that will never leave you, never forsake you. See, that already happened to Jesus, okay? He, he cried out on the cross, God, why have you forsaken me? Because he had to go to hell to experience what our sins should actually give us. Okay, and God separated from him for a very short time, but he had to experience that in order for us to be, you know, blessed like we are now, to live eternal lives with him. It doesn't make any sense to me, and maybe not to you, but man, I'll take it. I'll take whatever God has for me. You know, it, it, his love is so deep. It's so lavish. You know, like I said, wherever you've been, the most disgusting, dirty, rotten, grave-filled place he loves us even when others reject us, discard us, throw us away, uh, put us in the discard pile. Oh, that person's washed up. Even as much as write bad things about you on Facebook, bad articles about you. Hey, I've had that done to me on the internet, writing about, oh yeah, washed up. You know, she's an ex hooker and you know, she, you know, she's just used goods. Guess what? No, I'm not. <laughs> I am the righteousness of God and I am a mighty woman of God and I am beautiful and I am chosen and I'm, a, I am loved and I'm set apart and I'm used as a trophy of his grace. And I will brag about what he's done for me. And Hey, I even look kind of cute. Hey, my hair is pretty. It's colorful. I have nice little clothes. They don't cost a lot of money, but you know what? I appreciate everything God's done for me. And I'm going to say that to you, my friends, you are not washed up. You are not a has-been. You are not rejected. You are not thrown on the pile of, I can't use that person. God is going to use you. God is using me right now. He's going to change your life if you just let him. He changed my life because I let him. I surrendered to him and I gave him my life. And I said, God, take this icky heart. Take this dark heart. Man, I had such a dark heart, you guys. 
And, you know, he renewed it and he made it brand new and he gave me a new hope and a future. And, and, he, and he put this love in my heart for people that I never knew was possible. And, and now my whole day, like, it, you know, a lot of my days consists of like looking forward to blessing others, looking forward to loving on others, looking forward to being a cheerleader for other people, letting them know that they have another chance at life, that there's hope in their future, that they can live eternally with the love of Christ. And you guys, the love, I can't, I can't describe it. Like we don't even know what that's actually going to look like eternally, but I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you, but you, did you know that we live forever? And there's no reason that we should stay regretful. And there's no reason we should believe the lies of the enemy or, or the, what people say or what people think about you because it doesn't really matter because God sees you as worthy. God sees you as chosen. God sees you as set apart. God sees you as perfect the way that you are and beautiful and loved. And he sees you as the person that he's chosen to do great works. You know what Jesus said? That we as his disciples, as his followers would do greater things than him. How is that even possible? Like if you read all the information in the Gospels in the Bible about what Jesus actually did, like it's pretty amazing. The dude walked on water. He cured sicknesses. He cast out all kinds of demons. He did works that are beyond my comprehension personally. But yet it says we are going to do greater things than him. So how about if we start believing that we're not washed up, that we really start believing God's word. We start believing what the Father calls us you know, worthy, you know, white as snow, <laughs> brand new heart, heart of flesh, you know, heart of love. Like I said, you are special, you're worthy, you're chosen, and he loves you. And if he can do it for me, he can most certainly do it for you. I want to encourage you today. I want to cheerlead you on if you got something great out of this message today, I want you to tell your friends about it and I want you to share it with all of them. And whoever you think is down, feeling low right now, feeling stuck in their past, feeling like they're in a discard pile, trash, washed up, hey, share this with them. There's some new stuff coming right around the corner. Breakthrough's about to happen and God's gonna use it. And he's gonna use that washed up experience and that discarding feeling that you've had in your heart and rejection, he's going to use it as a testimony to encourage someone else to get out of the trash. Okay, you guys, thanks for coming on Pink Chair today with me. I've enjoyed being with you. Until next time, you are loved, worthy, and chosen. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here? The peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees. This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. I'm Nikki, I'm the Education Outreach Coordinator. Um, I've seen girls come in here and just broken, just in need of something. And we give them a gift box when they first arrive and then the look on their face, because their traffickers taken everything from them, the look on their face is just amazing and precious. And just watching them grow in Christ throughout their journey here is incredible. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly? or just send us a one-time donation, just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. 
And listen, your donation goes to a good cause, and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much.